This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone. Today on the program, I'm joined by a six-time All-Star and a 2007 World Series champion. Finished his career with 368 saves. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Papelbon. Jonathan, thanks for coming on the program. What's up, Boone? Good, man. Glad to be here, man. Excited to talk to you. Sure, we got a lot of interesting shit to talk about today. We do. We kept, our, our careers kind of crossed over. You know, I was getting out. You were getting in to the, to the rat race. Uh, I want to talk about closers. My generation, Trevor Hoffman, teammate of mine, adversary for a lot of years. Hell's Bells comes on. I know, first of all, I'm not at home. I played, Trevor and myself played together one year in, in San Diego. But other than that, you know, he was that guy trying to get me out. Hell's Bells comes on. I know I'm not at home. It's a bad sign. Enter Sandman comes on. Mariano Rivera comes in. I know I'm not at home. I know I'm sitting at Yankee Stadium. So not only is the crowd against us, he's feeling good. Nine out of ten times, usually in those situations, as a hitter, we're not in good shape. In Boston, your heyday, Dropkick Murphy comes on. I have an idea what hitters are thinking. They're thinking, this, this ain't looking good for us. But tell me that feeling coming in. When, when you're at home, you're in a groove, you know you're feeling good. You know, once in a while you're going to screw up, everybody's going to know about it. But for the most part, you know how we're feeling as opponents. Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, I always took it as – you know, this is my time of the game, and I, I also took it very serious to the point where um, sometimes if I felt like not all of us were in it, we got into altercations. But to me, that was the culmination of the game. You know, they wanted me to start when I was young. The Red Sox wanted me to start, and I finally went to Tito. And thank God I had Tito, man, and what a great manager he was. And I came into the office one day, and I was like, man, this starting shit, this is for the birds, man. I cannot sit on this bench for five days and play the game. I want to play. I want a chance at it every day. And so, for me, um, that is kind of how I made my mind up. And, and you know, when the whole music and everything started cu- – Obviously, me, I idolized Mo and, and Hoff, and, man, those were the guys, you know. And um, I, I feel like I wouldn't have been a part of what I was a part of without them, and you know that, Brett. I mean, 
it, it, baseball is this game is passed down to us from the guys that previously played. We're lucky as hell to play it. And I feel like I was lucky as hell to be in that position, follow those two guys. And not only that, man, yeah, Boston was – and also, man, I was in the city. We were – the Celtics were winning. The Patriots were winning. We were winning. And it was a great time, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, very cool. It You know, Trevor – there's different types of closers. Trevor, Mo, uh, Ali Smith, I think of as a guy I played with in in my Cincinnati days. We had Rob Nen on the program recently, but the original guys that I that and I played with all three of them, and Norm Norm Charlton to this day is still one of my best buddies. Yeah. But it was the the nasty boys in Cincinnati. It was Rob Dibble, it was Norm Charlton, it was Randy Myers. So I mentioned those first, Trevor, Mo, kind of the lunch pail to work. Right. Uh, just business as usual. And then the ladder guys. I look at the ladder guys. They kind of remind me of how you probably were. You were probably more of a dibble norm. Uh, yeah, well, I would have been good teammates. Huh? I think we would have all been pretty good teammates. Yeah. And, and, and there's what, it, what I'm saying is I played with all the, all the different kinds, you know, some were, you played with different teammates, some were emotion on your sleeve. Some were just kind of, we go to work, we do our job. They can all work, but, but talk about the different, how, how did you formulate or, or is that the way you always were growing up as a kid, that type of personality where in your face controversial, I was like that. I was a red ass. I mean, we're, we're all built differently, but how did you come up with that? Was that something you were always like that? Or when you became a closer, that personality kind of got a little bit even larger. No, I think we're all products of our environment, man. You know, um, I, I, that's the way I grew up. I grew up in a family in the South with three boys, uh, not a whole lot of money, man. If you wanted a second, you better be the first one done loud, boisterous, you know, broken noses and broken arms and, that's just kind of the way we grew up, man. And, um, you know, I've always kind of been either, you know, I'm, I'm a take you or leave you guy, man. To me, like if you're in my bunker, man, like let's do this and I, I'm going to do everything to help you. And hopefully you do the same for me. Um, but if you're not, I don't, you know, I could really care less. I wear my emotions on my sleeve a lot, especially when I pitched, um, and I felt like that's what made me good. That's what made me, you know, I, and as I, as I got older and I transformed into uh, each chapter of my life, you know, I think it changes, but I mean, I still went about my business the same way. No. And I know what you're talking about. As we do get older, uh, you know, I came to the big leagues with my hair on fire and it was like, you know, I walked a certain way. I didn't, it, nothing was premeditated, but I had all these, people telling me what I was. And I was kind of like, I don't really give a shit. This is the way I do it. This is what got me here. Now, as I grew up a little bit and, and years later, you know, I'm 30 years old looking at that, that 20 year old kid going, all right, I had a lot to learn then, <laughs> you know? And now, you know, now I was 32 at 30, 31, 32, I'm in my prime. And now I know it all. Now at 54, I look at that 32 year old. And even laugh a little bit like, yeah, I, I had it a little more together, but I still had a lot to learn. And we're always we're constantly learning. But I know we, I, I could relate to exactly what you're saying. As we get older, you know, we look at things differently and, and doesn't mean we were to change things. 
you know, the reason I think we have success at this level is, is the little nuances we are. You being the type of person, you, you, you couldn't probably take the mound like Trevor Hoffman. That doesn't work for you. No. You know, I couldn't hit like Edgar Martinez. That wouldn't right. work for me. I had to hit right. like I had to hit. You know, we, we go about a different way to get the same results. And, and I had a lot of teammates that didn't have – I had – and I talk about this guy all the time. <clears throat> he's one of my favorite – not only teammates, but he's one of my favorite human beings in life. And that was Johnny Olerud. We couldn't be polar opposites. I mean, this guy <laughs> – I mean – schoolboy come to the ball i mean completely different but we were the best of friends and i and i love him to death to this day yeah i played with john small time small little bit but yeah yeah exactly what you're talking about man yeah different ways man different ways you know too brett i mean i also think that too for me when i got into the big leagues i mean you come from a big league family but i had many of personalities and many of don't give a shit. I, but I also had to find myself. And I mean, you got to think David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez, Kurt Schilling, Johnny Damon, Kevin Millar, Trot Nixon, Gabe Kapler. These are the guys that I came up with. So not only well, they rode my ass a lot because I had success and I was cocky and man, did I get my ass rid, but I loved it. And yeah, it was a part of it, but the biggest thing I, and you just talked about it is they, they taught me know thyself, know yourself, know who you are. Um, there's going to be many coaches that come along that try to tell you to do this. If you know who you are, you're going to be more successful. If you know who you are inside and outside, who you are as a player, you be you. And that's what I tried to do. That's, that's cool. You talk about that though. Cause it is, it's a different time now. 2023, when I came up, it was 1992. You came up in 2005. <clears throat> the culture was different. It was, hey, that's fine. You know, a lot of guys came up. I used to love Johnny later in my career when I was that veteran. And, and I'd see that rookie coming up. I know what I went through as a rookie. They made me wear a dress three, four times. I laughed at him. I just kind of wore it, had fun with it. I didn't fight it because I knew – my personality just brought that on and the guys loved me, but it was tough love. I had to prove to them that I was a big leaguer. Correct. When I was a, a veteran and they'd have that young player come up and, you know, I wasn't the big disciplinary guy. I wasn't that veteran that as long as you respect your elders, you respect the guys in the room that have been doing it, the, it for years. I love to see that young cocky kid. I loved it because I thought he actually has got a chance. He's going to get his butt kicked. He's going to get humbled. You know, I don't have to humble him. I don't have to give him a dress because Randy Johnson's pitching tonight and he's going to humble this, this young man for me. Now I want to see what he's made of when he gets his butt kicked. Does he get back up? Those are the guys that are going to have the, the careers, but you, you hit on a good point. The guys rode your ass. They were tough on you, but it was good for you in the long run. The kids today, when they come up and I'm not saying this is, this is up for debate. It seems nowadays that the kids are coming up at a younger age <clears throat> and it seems like when they're rookies, they're given carte blanche. It's like, you're one of the, you're one of the guys from the get go. Whereas I was like, sit, sit, yeah. speak when spoken to Jay Buner. I'll never forget it. Jay Buner, Chris Bosio were two guys. They loved me to death. They gave me the keys to a condo. They paid my bills, but I'll tell you, you sit on the front of the bus, you shut up, you speak when you're spoken to. 
And over time, you earn their respect and you earn the right to be a big leaguer. I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it taught me a lot of lessons. The, the, the flip side is today when a rookie comes out, hey, treat him the same. He's equal. Well, I don't know. When I think about it from a team standpoint is, is it giving you too much too early? It's like you come to the big leagues, you get your shoe as your own shoe as a rookie. It took me 10 years to get a shoe. And when I got it, it was like I was a kid at Christmas. Now they give it to you earlier. The, 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 the argument is, well, if you make them comfortable at an earlier age, maybe that's better for the team. I'm kind of from the old school of you make them earn their stripes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you, Brett. But nowadays it's so hard. And look, I do the same thing. And I saw that both sides of it uh, came in. There was no testing in 05. Then we have testing in 06. We had, you know, now the rookies are getting hazed and less. But you know what, man? I served a plane for three years. I loved every last. You want to ask me what I miss the most about playing ball? Being a rookie, serving beer on the plane. Playing cards, I miss yep. that so much. I don't miss the the rat race like you called it earlier and the grinding and getting ready for hours every day. Do I miss that? Hell no. But, you know, it is funny, too. Now I'm doing Nesson here, right? And they've been asking me, and I was like, no, I'm not getting involved with media, but I found my love for the game again, I think. And so I've, I've been starting to do stuff. But it's like here in Boston, man, it's like yesterday – I wanted to, I, I wanted to just lay in about Bloom, and I'm like, listen, like you're in Boston, and we're in last place here. Like this does not fit. This does not work. And so, and it's much like, and, and you know, the manager can only do so damn much, man. And it's like Alex Cora is so handcuffed, and it's like that part of the game has also changed too now. And I'm sure your brother will tell you this, but you got. You got so many damn people making decisions now. And so for me, I call it the way it is. Like, hey, you're not going to have a good league, big league team unless you get the help from above. And so I don't know, man. That's that's changed a lot too. Yeah, it really has. Um, I had Smolty on recently. John Smolty, was a, and we talked about it. We touched on it early. You weren't always a, a closer. You were uh, – I'll go back to your high school. You were a hitter. Yeah. You go to Mississippi State, you're a closer. You go to the minor leagues, you're a starter. Oh yeah. five, you started three games in the big leagues. That's the last time you started. And then you kind of took over in 06, and the rest is kind of history in a, in a long, great career. Um, after doing all this, being on all sides of the ledger, what do you think is more valuable, closer or starting pitcher? You know, I've, asked, I've been asked that uh, a lot. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to say, and you're going to be surprised I'm going to say this, but I do, I think a starter is more valuable. Okay. Because here's the reason why you, you can't have a closer without a starter. If you don't, so for me, every year I made an all-star team, I had to be on a good team. I had to have a starter that could go out there and put the team in a chance to win, and I had to have a lineup that could go out there and score some runs so that we could be ahead. So to me, I was just the finishing piece. Um, you know, like I said, you, you you can't get to one without the other, so I'm going to say a starter. But, um, you know, for me, closers are, are obviously important as well. Uh, your fourth round pick in 2003, you alluded to the fact that 
baseball was kind of in your family. Your mom was a softball player. Yeah. She went to LSU. I remember LSU. I, my last regional in college was at LSU. Um, <laughs> what y'all do? Man. We we went into uh, we had a double elimination. LSU had to beat us twice uh, the final day for us not to go to the College World Series. That was before US. you had the. You just had the regional. Then you went to the World Series. Right, right. right. There were there weren't re, there weren't super regionals. There was, right. you go to the regional. The best team comes out of the regional. You go to the College World Series. And we were SC. We were smoking everybody. And it comes out of the final day, and it's uh, Paul Bird, and and we had to beat Birdie. Chad Birdie, and we had to beat Chad OJ. Oh yeah. And they and all we had to do was win one out of two, and they beat us twice. And <laughs> we went home. They went to the College World Series. I never got to go. Yeah. Anyway, you're a fourth round pick, uh, two thousand three. Uh, you get to the big leagues in two thousand five. Shoot, you had three. You started three times, but but you took over. How did that actual? You talked about going into Tito's office. How did that actual t- actual change come about? Where you go to the bullpen and now you're the closer. I know 06, You kind of took over first All Star game. You had a point nine two in 06. But talk me through the starter to closer. Uh, how did that transform? Yeah, was this, it just talking of- to Francona? Yeah, for me, it was kind of interesting. Um, so I go, I get Matt Clement gets hit in the head. I come up to the big leagues. I start. I had success. They decided to keep me there. You know, it was a little bit before the trade deadline, so I stayed all the way through. Um, this is in 05. The White Sox won the world. Yeah, so we played them opening in the first round. Yeah, we played them in the first round. Um, and I was on the playoff roster and I, you know, they moved me from being a starter cause you only need four. Then they moved me down to the pin and cause I had success. And of course that's how I learned to pitch at Mississippi state was out of the pin. So, um, I did well in the playoffs. Unfortunately we lost. And then the following season, they're like Theo and you know, all those, I was his, one of his first draft class. So he's like, we're going to start you. They had their whole, you know, pre-analytics of we got to get more innings out of you so you're going to be a starter. So I said, okay. So I started the minor leagues, which was very beneficial for me. I will say that. Learned to throw a split. Learned how to really pitch. Um, And then go to spring training in 06, and they're starting me. So I go into Tito's office one day, and I'm like, Tito, man, I am not a fucking starter, man. Come on, dude. Work with me. Let's talk to Theo. And – God, honest with you, man, he's, this is one of the best managers, and I'm not just saying this because we play together, but he he worked with me, and, man, I, I can't tell you on how many things. But he said, all right, pal, I'll make a deal with you. I'll make – if, if uh, you go through spring training and we have no closer, uh, you're going to start all spring training. You're going to start. Like, they, no questions asked. And I tell you what, if I can't find a closer by the time spring training's over, I'll let you talk to uh, Theo. We'll have a meeting. Well, I was like, yeah, I, I already knew what we had in the pen, and it was, and I knew the guys in the pen wanted me in the pen with them. We already kind of had all this, you know. And I was talking to Wake. I was like, hey, Wake, listen, like, you're, we're, we're like, we got all this. Little did they know, the whole team was kind of behind this, and they wanted me to close as well. And so we went into spring training, no, no, no closer still. So I had me, Veritech, and all the guys that, you know, supported me. And they're like, hey, Theo, 
here's our new closer. And I was like, thanks guys. You know, so I'm so grateful for that, man. You know, you don't really have that opportunity, especially nowadays, man, I, to, to express myself to say, and I'm so grateful. I don't know if I'd have had the career I would have if I wouldn't have had that. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of destiny and, and the rest is history. Different, a different era now too. You know, you see these kids today, uh, the young players starting in the draft. I look at it on the position player side. You know, the, the day I got drafted, I went to that little mini camp that we go to. They told me, all right, you're going to a ball. And I was a second baseman and that's all I played. I never played a game anywhere else in, for the next right. 16, 17 years of second base. Today, it's different. You'll get, unless you're just that bona fide stud shortstop, these kids are playing short, they play third, they play second. That's on the position player side. Everybody back then that was drafted reasonably high, you're a starting pitcher until we tell you you're not a starting pitcher. It's almost like, especially when I was when I was young, it's like, no, you don't want to be in the pen. You want to be a starter. Now yeah. it's different. They're grooming young players to be, you know, not everybody's a closer, but they're grooming guys to be a sixth, seventh, eighth inning guy. Money is being put in the bullpens where before it was an afterthought. It's like, all right, if you don't make it as a starter, you're going to the bullpen. Time has changed and, and things are different. And like I said, I don't mean to, I want to take away that closer role because closers have always been closer. They had that elite stuff that was at the end of the game. Nowadays, you're seeing elite stuff starting in the sixth inning. You're seeing guys coming out in the sixth. Um, so, so that's the, that's what I notice in the, in changing from well, you know not only your time, my time to today. You know who we had to thank for that? Our guys, Hoff and Mo. They are the ones and, and Suter and there's some guys in league, but the popularity of the closer, Hoff and Mo are the two guys, in my opinion, that we have to thank for that. And the recognition of the uh, and recognizing how important the role is because of them. Um, but man, it, it, you're right. Today's game is so different, you know, and, um, you know, we're going to do pregame on Nesson today and, and we're going to probably talk about a lot of the analytics that go into the game today because, um, you know, every team has everything and, you know, like the Red Sox brought in bloom from, uh, Tampa, I believe, right. To kind of, you know, what system they were using. I, and I don't really know what, systems go into what and everybody has their zone now but as this game evolves i'd like to learn it and like to like say what what is more important and how can you measure a kid's heart or what is more important is now is because of the new rules is it speed are you going to go speed are your analytics going to be driven towards speed now or you know so to me it, when we played, it was like, man, can this guy, does he, does he pitch? Does he let his nuts hang out when he goes out there? Um, does he have swagger? Do we, he's not afraid of me. How do you measure all that these days? You know, I think, he, I, I think it comes out of this. Cause I get asked that question. I said, <clears throat> the great managers have that intuition. They have that sixth sense. Well, first of all, we lived together for 162 games. Right. And, Certain guys earn the right – how do I put it? I'd have the great manager that come to the mound, and depending on who's on the mound is how this is going to go. Certain guys that earn that respect, it was a look, 
It was the way they answered a question. Sometimes the question wasn't even, they didn't even care what the answer was. They just wanted to see how it was answered. And that would be the difference whether they're staying in the game or they're coming out of the game. It, it had more to do than just, just the situation and what the matchup was. It's like, no, this guy, if he tells me this, I know he's good for another inning. So these are all things that you read as a manager that, that, you know, they, they transcend the analytics. Yeah. And I'm all for the analytics. I'm all for getting me as much info as you can possibly get to me. And then I'll decipher what I use, filter in, filter out. But part of me, you know, is like, man, I wish I had what these guys have today. You give me a laptop. I can watch Jonathan Papelbon. I can watch his last five outings. Now I know what's coming. Back in my day, it's like, give me a VCR and hopefully I get the, this guy's last start. But we never had any of the guys in the pen. I never well, had access well, to that. I kind of had to, to, to go on, on the fly. Or even better, back in your day, it was, hey, man, what's he got? What's you got? What's the guy on deck? Yeah, he ain't gonna get him today, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. So I, that's what I. That's what for me, you know. Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of times when all these analytics started coming into the game, and we got one hour pre-pitching meetings, right? And I'm like, uh, I'm already late for the meeting half the time, you know. But and I'm like, man, like, do we? Please, I hope nobody's listening to all this right now because this is all hodgepodge that, like, when you get out there on the mound, you're not going to remember, number one. Like, nobody can can take all that information. And, and I know guys have stuff written down. They're pulling stuff out of their pockets now. And that's, a, that, that's amazing to me. I, I don't know what they're looking at. Like, guys I need are to, catching I need balls and they got cards <laughs> in their hand. It's unbelievable. So, to me, I never really paid attention to any of that because – I can't tell you how many times I would see uh, – I'd be inside getting ready for the game and, and uh, Jeep. Somebody like Jarek Jeter's up there and he gets first couple hits a game and then I'm out there in the ninth. I'm like, this is not the same swing I saw the first. It, 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 like, So wh- how can I go on what you gave – the analytics you gave me? So everything changed in the ninth. You know, nobody wants to make that last out. So for me, I never really paid. But now as an analyst for Nesson, I, I, I feel like I have to learn it and I want to. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 